Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Matt Acock, CEO of Acock & Company, and they are tax advisors to wealthy families and small to mid-sized businesses. So Matt, I know your foundation is based on providing proactive and responsive service to your clients. You have really helped a lot of people during this time of crisis, especially with what we've just heard about the PPP loans and all that. You guys were on top of it and immediately helped your clients. And I I know that uh, you guys received really positive feedback. So, you know, as leaders, it's tough to lead a firm of people that are all dealing with their own crisis. And Matt, you yourself were kind of in the crisis before you started the company. Do I start? Do I not start? And, you know, you had three children at the time and uh, your wife actually was the one who pushed you to go ahead and get started. And, you know, when you first started in 2006, it was, you know, a firm of one. And here you are today with the team of 30 and you have not laid off a single person since this crisis happened. And in fact, you're poised to continue growing. And I know that part of that's because you've done such a great job for your clients and about half of your clients are brand name clients, so to speak, that people would recognize. And you you were ranked as the number one accounting firm in the country by the Inside Public Accounting Organization. And those are all things because of, you know, you really uh, constantly strive to adhere to your mission, your values. And uh, but anyway, your life was not always, well, it's still challenging, but you didn't like become successful overnight. You had to deal with your own set of blind spots. And so why don't I turn the show over to you? And you kind of talk about the either the current blind spots you see in the marketplace or, or your own. And welcome to the show. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. I would say that it was a struggle early on uh, and in terms of my management style. We were first introduced by a common friend probably four or five years ago. And I was talking to my friend and he was doing a customer survey And I thought that was what I needed to do. And so you and I had connected while we completed the survey and received a lot of uh, very valuable information from it. We both concluded that I had a lot of work to do as a leader and as a manager. It's been a lot of work over the last four or five years. And so I would say that my biggest blind spot is not providing context. And so I'm an, I'm an introvert. And I process things internally while I've kind of started from the beginning and then internally in my mind have worked through where I ultimately want to be. I often don't start from the beginning when I'm communicating an idea to management or to other team members. And so creating the context is incredibly important. It's the common thread that we have uh, with one another. Uh, It's the common goal. It's the why. It's ultimately anyone that comes to join our team has bought into our VIMVA, which is our vision, our mission, and our values. And ultimately, we all have common ground with our uh, vision, mission, and values. And so virtually in every situation, our context is back to trying to be the best tax advisor to wealthy families and being responsive and proactive and then adhering to our values. And so that's where that's where I fall short. 
And every now and then I come up with a good idea and, you know, not providing context just doesn't connect my audience, which is, you know, my team members and uh, other management here at our firm. It just doesn't connect us and get everybody on the same page and motivated as it would as if, if I had provided that context. And so, you know, we're in a stressful time right now. And with the, you know, with the coronavirus and, you know, many businesses are in, you know, difficult spots and going through hardships and, and trying to make you know, difficult decisions and, and trying to get other team members on the same page as, as us. And it's, you know, it, it can be challenging. And, and so I have a golf background. I played as a kid. I played in college and played some after college. And and what I've learned in in golf is that, and it applies in you know, different situations. Is you, you know you, you work on something in practice before a competition, and you think it's become a habit. And and once you get into a stressful situation or meaningful competition, you revert back to your old habits. And so mm. it's. I think we all need to have heightened awareness right now. All leaders need to have heightened awareness that we're not falling back into the patterns that we, you know, that, that we've had in the past and, and have, have antennas up on, uh, around our blind spots and, and to make sure that we keep those in the forefront of our minds as we're continuing to lead others. And, and, and for me, I'm doing that and, and being diligent in uh, creating the context. If, if I had a screensaver, it would just be one word or two words rather create context at the beginning of each of of my conversations. Yeah. Wow. Well said. Amazing how this applies, Matt, with with for certain your internal clients, right? Your team members. But you also have Mm -hmm. an example of how that applied externally with your client, because I know there was one client that you could have saved so much money. And at the beginning, you know, you 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 skipped the context and they were like, well, we don't need to do that. And then later on, when you said it with the context, they got why you were giving the advice and they basically your service became free for them based on what you saved them. (laughs) Right. Yes, (laughs) that's right aircraft <laughs> right right yeah we, we, we had a, a client and uh, and we identified an opportunity of kind of you know outside of tax related items uh, we, we identified an opportunity for the client to be able to save you know, significant dollars by having their private aviation needs uh, met in a different way and so at first I didn't create the context and made a recommendation and they they said, no, we're not going to, we're not going to make that change. This is not what we want to do. And then the next quarterly meeting that we had with the client, I created just kind of provided some context and they ended up seeing it and getting their arms around or minds around it. And uh, they ended up making the change. And so it saved them two to $3 million every year for, so that more than covered our, <laughs> our fees uh, to that particular client. And you certainly were proactive in that because, like you said, that was beyond the scope of tax uh, duties, so to speak. So, Matt, I also happen to know that you're a pilot and you are one of the leaders I know that is constantly looking for processes and checklists and backup plans. And I know you, you know, it was hard to have a checklist for the coronavirus. However, I do know you have a checklist and a preparation for in case of you need to evacuate right? How, how many leaders do you know that have that in place? Yeah. So as a pilot, we are constantly reviewing minute by minute as we're flying. We are looking at 
the situations. If the engine goes out, if this happens, what is our contingency plan? What is our what are the emergency procedures? And so as I'm flying along, I'm constantly thinking, worst case scenario, the engine goes out. Where am I going to put this plane on the ground and how am I going to do it? And so that's constantly as as the situation evolves. So as I'm traveling, I might be over you know a particular lake or you know, how am I going to put this aircraft on the ground? And so I think that's uh, very applicable to to businesses. Uh, I don't think anybody dreamed that we would have a COVID-19 situation like we have it. And uh, I don't think many leaders go through that and, and that process to determine how am I going to get my business? How am I going to land my business safely on the ground? And so I, I think it's very, very important to to have that be predetermined. And uh, now all situations, they, you know, we can be throwing curveballs and, and, and situations can change. But from an overarching view, we have a plan to be able to get this business on the ground and be able to be able to save you know, employees, jobs, and uh, basically be able to salvage the business. So I, I think that's something that leaders should definitely do. And, and I think it would give them some peace of mind and, and, and reduce the amount of stress that they have because they already know how they're going to get the business on the ground and be able to salvage the business. Yeah. Well, on that note, since you are so generous and proactive with people that are your clients, are you also willing today to maybe share two or three things that, you know, leaders can be proactive with, you know, whether it's asking their own CPA firm or maybe they want to talk to you, but what are what are two or three things that currently they should be considering that might help their business, you know, not only survive, but maybe thrive long enough to where they can come up with all these things? Yeah, the, I think the most common are the Paycheck Protection Program and the tax credits that are associated with the uh, maintaining work your workforce and keeping people employed, and so those are those are the items that are receiving the most uh, uh, the most press. And so, what they, they can certainly be certainly be helpful and and, and give the businesses you know some uh, so a lifeline. From a tax perspective, businesses weren't allowed to carry back NOLs, and then they had excess business loss limitations. That if a if a business had losses in excess of a certain level, that they would not be allowed in the current year, and then rolled into the next year through an NOL, and they could use it in future years. So, what we we're in a situation now where we are able to go back into 2018, and if we had a net operating loss in 2018, or we had an excess business loss in 2018, we could carry that back to uh, one of five of the previous five years. And so that if we had losses that weren't allowed, that could give that, uh, you know, clients the ability to to have access to some cash or uh, the tax refund. And so we've reviewed our client list to make sure that we don't, uh, that we have, that we're notifying and reaching out to clients that have those situations. And so for, for 2019, if, if a client has already filed their tax return, the, those returns can be amended uh, as well. And then in, in situations where, you know, clients may have some debt, the bank is uh, restructuring some of that debt and there may be some debt forgiveness. 
that, that can be uh, an income surprise to some businesses. And so I think careful structuring around the uh, cancellation of debt uh, is important and something that people should keep in mind. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing that. And um Matt, what, you know, again, you've, you've been through a lot and, and you, you haven't laid anyone out and you out, off, you continue to succeed. What would you say are one or two success habits you do have and you have implemented? I think the, I think the most important habit that I have implemented is, is giving myself quiet time. So time for uh, for me to spend in prayer and, and and also time to just kind of quiet my mind as well and allow an opportunity for God to be able to speak to me. And as accountants, we, and, and you know, we serve uh, a number of clients, we're constantly working on you know different client situations and we have a long to-do list. And, and so during our allocated work hours, we're trying to knock out those, you know, those to-do list items. And many times I, I, you know, I call it taking you know, one step back so I could take two steps, two steps forward. It's, it's trying to, to take the quiet time, allow God to reveal himself to us in a number of ways. Uh, and, and so that can be personal, uh, in nature can be business related uh, as well. And so I've had a number of solutions that have come to me during that time that's been valuable for, for both me personally, for, for our business and for uh, the solving of client situations as well. So during this stressful time, we, I think, I think leaders and, and so business owners have feel like they need to continue to spend time and just work themselves out of the situation. And so I would, I highly recommend taking time out each and every day. Could be in the morning, could be during the day, could be in the drive to work, just you know, turning off radio and all distractions, just putting themselves in a, in a place that's, that's quiet and just, uh, and, and allowing, uh, allowing their minds to, to again, just to be, to be quiet. And if, if, they're, you know, a faith-based you know, person, allowing God to, to speak to them uh, during that time. Very good. Well, I will say amen to that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show and, you know, sharing your lessons learned. And thank you, listener, for continuing to lead during, you know, crisis times like these when your leadership is critical and you're likely to be critically judged. So, Matt, uh, I will turn this uh, show back over to you so you can wrap it up for us for today. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, owe a lot of uh, the success that we've had to you. And I uh, I appreciate your time with me over the last four or five years and uh, increasing my ability to to lead. And uh, you know, any success that we've had over the years is, a, of course, uh, you know, a blessing from God. And then also we're, we're blessed to have you be a part of our organization. So thank you.